You are now welcome to the We Don't PlayStation. Wow. Happy Friday. Let's go. Hey, what's up? What's up? How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. I feel like I talked to you yesterday and it's been ages at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's been such a while. I was just like thinking how we connected and you know shout out to bonnie of course <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it was yeah, great this, yeah i'm curious is this audio only or is it also video oh audio and video so okay so yeah i didn't realize my uh, the I, sunshine no i love the setting it's really nice <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice welcome to the playroom thank you so much for being here yeah, I'm happy to be here. I'm really excited to talk with you. I really enjoy the conversation we have, so thank you for having me. You're welcome. Anytime. It's it's amazing how when you think about audio response and branding and personality, you kind of forget the, the little things. <laughs> so I know. Yeah. Exactly. So today, I just want people to know like more about you. You know who you are, because I'm sure they're wondering who is this. <laughs> so yeah, um, let them know who you are and what you do, because we have so much to talk about, and I'm excited for you to be here. Yeah, thank you. Well, my name is Geraldine Cavento. I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area, and I'm a web presence and SEO expert, and I happen to also own multiple companies here in the United States amazing it's it's amazing that you mentioned those two keywords which was you know personality and seo it's like you bring the two together and you actually bring out something that's valuable you know it's a problem sharing tool well thank you i believe exactly the same and i know you know in our industry for seo a lot there's a lot of misconceptions of what that really means but it's so powerful in terms of being able to bring awareness to really valuable brands and business offerings yeah and i think that it's very underutilized so I'm, I'm excited for us to get into this conversation because a lot of people don't really know what seo is yeah sometimes when they hear seo it's like what is that it's like search engine optimization you know and at the same time it's what you look for is what you're going to get so you think about it, it's like okay you know you put some time in this put this put that and you're like, oh, wow, if you realize that you're able to build a presence that you can connect with, it's like, oh, this is really different. You know, you don't know what your audience is expecting. Neither are you. <laughs> so, but at the same time, it's tailored towards the passion and the influence that you want to bring to the conversation, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, in our industry, a lot of people... Um, it's become a buzz term and people have learned to do portions of it and aren't really doing it the way that it needs to be done. And I see a lot of people being ripped off for SEO campaigns and getting no results, which is a shame. Mm. Mm. That's true. It's, it's, it's like you think about the value and you think about, do I really need this? It's, there's a tug of war. It's like, okay, this is what I want, but this is what I don't need. <laughs> so it's like, how can we help you? Because it's understanding the need for each of them to like, for you to now make that decision to be like, okay, maybe I do need to pay more attention to this side. And then, yeah. yeah. 
And the thing about it is, it's such a long-term game. I mean, you can absolutely rank better on search engines in a short period of time. However, it's really meant to carry throughout your career and your breadth of work. So, if you're a large company that has started at one place and plans to scale really big, then it's something that you need to start now. And it's not just about keywords or anything like that. It's really about Where you're being featured, articles that you're guest posting on your website, your social media, and how you're leveraging all of that in yeah. a complete ongoing marketing campaign. Exactly, it's like the you brought something to my attention: ongoing campaign. Now, explain that to someone who doesn't know what a campaign is or what that's supposed to do. Yeah, well, a lot of us when we think about hiring a web developer or a marketer or copywriter, we think of a project. However, you always have to link all of these things to a larger strategy. So the campaign, to me, always contains certain components. The first one is foundational. So foundational means what is your brand? What's your message? What is that keyword strategy? Or how are you going to position yourself throughout the internet? So that you can tell your story in multiple places. Yeah. So first, do that. The second is implementation. So, what marketing methods and initiatives are you going to put out in the world? And one that's complete. What what other things like funnels are you going to use to actually draw someone to being a lead? Because having brand awareness, people knowing about your business and your name being everywhere. Is a great thing. However, if they go to your website or anywhere else and they're not clear about what service you offer and how they can buy from you, then it's a complete waste. And I think that when、uh, marketers or any web developers or any companies like that sell a service but they don't present it in this way, it gives the client a perception that oh, I have a beautiful website, but my website doesn't work. It do, it's not a way for, for for my company to scale or make money. It's、yeah. just there, but it's completely the wrong approach. And I I really appreciate what you do with your company because I know you all take that well-rounded campaign approach as well. Yeah, definitely. Because I think it's all in the consumer's user experience, but also in understanding what is your personal experience with this product. Like, what are you telling people? Are you telling a story? Are you selling a story? Like. You gotta choose, and you can do both, but you can equally balance and realize that it's in the why and it's in the how, and you can do those two by being confirmed within yourself that hey, I don't think I'm ready to do this now. Let me wait a year. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, and in those phases, it's so important for you know them to look at where their company is now and where they plan to be. Because another issue that comes up sometimes is that you know marketers or someone who will do a campaign will bring a lot of business, but if you don't have the capacity and the systems to really have onboarded a whole bunch of clients, it's going to fall apart. So you have to think about all of these things in advance. You know what is the pro- you know once we get all these leads. What's going to happen? Who's going to talk to them? Who's going to do customer service? How are we going to continue to generate leads over time as this process we've already implemented is、uh, happening? Yeah, definitely. And I think when you think about the technical side, it starts to get really layered up, <laughs> and you don't know where to start. You don't know where to 
pick from and then it's there's this new term i don't know if people heard of it. it's like omni-channel marketing it's mm. been it's been there but it's just not really talked about but it's talked about in different other you know contexts but it's like if you think about the whole idea it's pretty much what you just said literally and it's all about what does this person get when they contact me what do they feel like when they remember my product what do you think about this service is it a choice or is it a a priority is it you know where do you fit in and if you think about those things it's like okay someone needs this and it's something that you're actually presenting then that person actually cares because they're like wow this person took their time so it's it's different but also people don't know that they can't even tell that story because they don't have a website or there's no seo <laughs> so it's a whole wired you know complete like you said a complete waste when you don't know what's going on so for someone who doesn't know how to start and be like okay yes i understand but okay what can i do now it's all about is it content is it audio podcast is it blogs and connecting what are you trying to do is it your social media is it emailing what do you have that can really speak for itself because you can start somewhere but how does someone start somewhere i think the first step to anything is always measurement so if you have social media if you have a website and all these different platforms make sure you have measurement systems in place the google analytics search console uh, some t- learn how to read all of the different analytics so that way you know where you are now as a baseline and then figure out what's the what are the different pieces that have the most traction and if none of them have traction okay now let's look at where your target audience is and where you can um, where you can start to implement the low-hanging fruit and at least start somewhere you know some companies aren't really ready to invest tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars for an entire campaign. Yeah. But they can at least know where they are and where they would like to go and start there. That's a good one because now they think about more on the story building rather than the, okay, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to do that. It's like, okay, I know I got to do this and that, but have I done this first? (laughs) And then... (laughs) And then they'll be like, oh, no, okay, backpedal. And then come back and they're like, okay, this works. And then if it doesn't work, you're like, maybe I should try something else because it's probably not what they're thinking. Some people think, oh, text message marketing. People think email marketing. People think um, the list is endless. Email marketing, live videos, you know, you know, being interactive with the audience. There's Clubhouse now. Thank God for Clubhouse now, you know. So, you know, it's like you think about it, but at the same time, you're like, if this did not happen on LinkedIn or Clubhouse or Instagram, would it have the same effect when you meet that person in person? So it's different. And then people also don't know you. That's why it's like they want to, but you have to tell them something that they can remember just like they would do for you. So it's all about conversation, but people still don't get it. Yeah, I think what you said earlier about the story, it's so important. You know, how are you going to use your own story, your experience, whether it's your brand story or your company story, to actually have people feel like you understand them and that you can actually relate to the different uh, struggles that they've been through or and that you can actually help them solve their problems. Because every service and every product is about solving a problem. And how are you going to be able to connect and differentiate yourself you know one thing that we always like to say in our team is that people relate like to say social media for example you know people 
brands on social media as their people. Yeah, it's not like I'm looking at this and I'm liking on a photo because just because I want to have some salad dressing or something. You know, it's not like mm. that. It's like we want your your clientele or your potential audience wants to know what types of things you know entertain them. Like what types of things can you educate them on aside from just buying your product? Yeah. That that's a great point you mentioned, and I'm also gonna have like uh, what am I gonna call this? It's going to be like a kind of question trivia, but at the same time also <laughs> because this is exactly what we're talking about. Because it's just sporadic, but at the same time it's marketing and it's creative, but at the same time it's it's applying a product, it's applying a message. So if you think about it, people say, okay, free eBooks are great and free PDFs are great. And that's a online lead. Let's can tell you more about my product, you know, ebook magazine format, you know, create that kind of lookbook material. But also people say, Hey, let's do a quiz. Let's do a challenge. Let's do. So when you think about those two, what's better and why? Ooh, wow. This is a great question. And I feel like the reason why I say it's a great question is because I've never thought of it before. I, lo- I love having conversations with you. Okay. <laughs> so, a, a quiz or a challenge? Well, I think it really depends on what the, um, the intention for the brand is. Because challenges have the potential to go viral, right? So is it mass appeal that you're looking for? So that would be one strategy. A quiz could be more about market research, understanding more about what might be better than other things, the uh, the potential audience, the potential leads' interests to generate, um, you know, just more data. So when I think about those two things, I think it really depends on what the purpose is. Mm. How do you do? That's a good one. I'm so curious to know what you're on it is. I will definitely say that that's a hard question that I ask myself too <laughs> but at the same time you have to ask questions like that to really know if you really want to do this for your business for your brand so I think going through you know testing different you know experiments over time it's like I end up saying that when it's experimental and you can be able to connect the two then you can start to build a challenge within their own behaviors and their own styles so you understand that okay people are leaning more to my podcast because i'm having an iphone and then you check your google analytics and you're like oh they love you know fitness and you know quotes about inspiration so you're like okay i'm just being hypothetical right now it's just like you create that understanding that whoa this is something that people are looking for so how do you take a 40 minute episode and turn it into one sentence but still engage that audience without being loud you know so yeah it's different so i think that quiz would be nice and that quiz helps now engine the challenge that's what i would say mm. cool i don't have too much i mean we've implemented both but I'm, i can't say that I, I have much experience with challenges so i love what you said about how one could lead into another yeah it's like a it's like when you think about a quiz you're thinking about okay five questions five answers look at the tallies know what's going on then challenge if that challenge doesn't work you got to go back to drawing board so you have to be like does this challenge really really work (laughs) so and then sometimes you don't need to do it i'm for myself i don't really do much challenges it's more of quizzes 
but when it's a challenge sometimes it just takes its own just goes <laughs> you know so it's really not up to you really what that makes a challenge but it's really up to what you give it that can take its own wing and fly you know look at tiktok you can be dancing to a song that was done <laughs> you know so you think about it you're like okay think about the context in the visual and then build that story to now create that message that's what i would say so let me ask you a question okay so do you do challenges you know like not as a marketer but more so like when you see a challenge out there do you actually participate in them I actually do. And also shout out to Amy Potterfield. You know, she's an amazing podcast and an amazing speaker. And um, there was something I saw, you know, because I usually follow and see what, you know, what's going on. And on my feed, I saw it was kind of like a challenge about online courses. And I was like, okay, this is interesting because it's not, it's more like B2B rather than B2C. And it was different. So I was like, okay, this is this is a nice one. And the questions were really like thought provoking. Like, okay, think about this. It's not D, it has to be A, but it's your decision. But at the same time, that leads to the way you, you know, I like create that intention for what you're trying to do. So it was good. And I, and I take them. I don't always take them because I'm like, I can't answer every question. <laughs> but I think about the ones that I think, okay. This works. I like this. This is actually interesting. And then I challenge myself. And I'm like, why did I take this quiz? Did I learn something? Okay. Let me write it down. And then when I get it, I, I may not get it right when I write it, but I may get it like later. And then sometimes it takes time. So I'm like, eh, okay. Because I also do music too. And I've seen challenges too, but I'm also not like, okay, what do I really want to do right now? That's a challenge. But before even they even accept the challenge, they need to know you. So it's like, there's a barrier, you know? So it's always so hard to jump in and out and swim through, but you can still do it when you really know that you have 1% of your audience that is following you and 10% that is engaging and probably 50% that can go viral. You know, like you never know what the numbers could be. This is just measures, like you said. So yeah, that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. That's 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 a good question. <laughs> yeah, what's the next question? <laughs> I would say, huh, this is gonna be something I really wanna know for you. And I'm gonna this think of SEO, think of marketing, think of brand. What would be better for you if you think about like a number of let's say a project campaign. Let's make it simple. A project campaign, choose between Pinterest or Instagram. I would say a combination of both because it serves a community and at the same time you're building stories like we talked about and it's going on website you know this blog is pinning I can only choose one yeah exactly I have have an answer okay Uh, I personally think Pinterest um Believe it or not, you know, I'm sure um, some people might know this, but I think a lot of people don't. But at, at one point, Pinterest was considered the third most popular search engine just mm. because there's such a wide array of information that you can find. And the benefit is that if you have a web presence outside of Pinterest, you can link your um, on your boards all of your different presences and actually connect that with your website by putting your URL. Yeah. So it builds a lot of great SEO value. 
and the fact that people can easily repin and it's not subject to a time frame, unlike a story where you know it's on your story for a particular amount of time and people can't really share it easily mm-hmm. and with your feed that everything gets pushed down but what i like about pinterest is that you can actually curate your your boards and your information mix it with other people's pins and then all of a sudden you have created a board of just more, more a bigger story than what you can do only with your own content and that just leads to user-generated content, but it's not really used because people don't understand. It's, it's being used, but is it really being used the way it's supposed to be used, when it's supposed to be used, or people are just probably guessing because sometimes it can be crazy. I remember one time, <laughs> this was a shocker to me. I think it was a Snapchat video or it was an Instagram story. I can't remember, but I used the hashtag and I was able to connect to the audience and it was like I was at a basketball game. And I think um, this was um, in Orlando. So it was like, oh, okay, they're playing some really, really good, you know, basketball out here. So I now did a quick Snapchat or an Instagram. I can't remember what it was. But the next day, I was like, how did I get a thousand views on this thing? You know, I didn't do anything. I didn't do any marketing. I didn't have any call to action. It was just a video. But I was so surprised. I was like, whoa, okay, fine. That happened. And then the next day you go back to whatever number you had. So it was like, okay, now why did it go like that? But also you think about engagement, community, reactions, you know, engagement. And that's what pushes because I even got to realize in one of some articles that I've been, you know, researching and reading. And it also talks about how when you run an ad on Facebook or Instagram, like a comment is more rewarding than a like. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely requires a lot more thought than, you know, it's so, it's so routine for us to utilize our thumb to, or like our, our index finger to press the button on these social media platforms. Yeah. So I totally get that. But how about saves? Aren't, aren't like saves or, um, like if somebody, I guess, is that, that, t- that has a lot more uh, value than, than liking, right? You know, that's, that's actually amazing that you just brought this up because, the two features of save work differently for both platforms. Have you thought about that? That just, that just came to me too. I was like, whoa, think about yeah, that. Yeah, okay. So I guess because Pinterest, is, it's like save in the context of it's publicly saved, right? Correct. And then Instagram, it's for your own collections. Exactly. So I don't know about you, but the way I look, I use Instagram saving is that, ooh, I'm going to share this in the future but that future could be a year from now. You know, I don't ever right. have a time frame of when that could happen. Right. But with Pinterest, it's immediate. You're right. It is different. Yeah. Hmm. That's a really... <laughs> it changes the game because now you realize, oh, this is pinnable. This is searchable. This has no download. It's just a view. And at the same time, it's a conversion because it relates to the context of the information. So you're like, oh this is really different, you know? So you think about it and you're like, aha, maybe there is something you can do about this, but it's also consistency that really tells you if it's going to work because you may think, okay, you know, it works. Yeah. But if you do it once, twice, three times, you don't get no reactions, no feeds, especially on Pinterest. You'd be like, this thing is not working. And I'll be honest. Sometimes I felt like, wow, this thing is really not working. And you see accounts with like a million views 
you see the shop you see amazing stories it's like this is a beautiful place to be and Pinterest is a positive place to just yeah. express yourself and that's really the difference also in terms of consumer behavior and thinking so think about that and then tie that into sales marketing and branding how does that apply when you think about Pinterest and Instagram for that kind of article news feed mailing list kind of you know community society yeah it's powerful yeah it's it's different so for you for your business and for how would you take those two especially when it comes to news feeds emailing communication because you mentioned it's also two-way communication streams that you're creating yeah because a quiz is giving me and a challenge is me seeing you doing it so it's like okay can we relate or are we stuck in the middle how do you see that for you wow okay so i've used uh, all of these platforms that we mentioned quite a bit uh, i don't use admittedly i don't use pinterest as much as i used to because like you said it requires a lot of consistency um so the way i look at pinterest is there's kind of two reasons why you would do that seo because it's something that's going to help you rank over time um and then also a brand person to express your brand uh, personality you know what your brand is about because with pinterest you can easily take and curate boards that will allow you to showcase the different aspects of what your brand really cares about yeah so if i have a brand that has four different services then i can curate boards that are centered around those services and also include my own content mixed in with that so there's a chance that people might say oh i really like the type of content that she shared let me see what else she has on this board right mm. so that's one way i would use pinterest so to curate around the services that i have okay and then, yeah for instagram i think it's more about immediate engagement so doing the same thing because as you know when people look at a feed they're just going to scroll down and get the nature of what you're expressing about your business or mm. your brand um but for that the thing is things get pushed down you know it just doesn't stay there so it's more about the immediate um guess the 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 present the present uh time yeah it's you know whatever i post right now maybe its lifespan is going to be if i'm lucky about a week you know three two to to five days and then every now and then i'll get someone who goes through my feed scrolls down and sees everything and then actually like likes a old post from two years ago yeah. but the likelihood of that i don't know the other thing i think instagram is great for is leading people to your other platforms because naturally people know that if they click on the link whether it's a link tree or a milkshake or whatever you have in your your bio yeah. you can utilize a link that will lead people to other uh, platforms that you're already on so for me when i meet people on clubhouse or anywhere else i want to see if they're on instagram because i i feel like they should have a link tree that will lead me to other places it's just so much easier than go on google and click through every single search result that's mind blowing that you just mentioned because it changes the the whole reason why you're even doing it in the first place you know because sometimes you post something on instagram you don't see no engagement and you wonder but this makes sense right 
<laughs> you know, but you take it yeah. somewhere else and you're like, whoa, I didn't know you guys thought like this too, <laughs> you know, it could be anything. So you just realize that, okay, there's actually a communication going on, but without you being told what it is, you have to understand that it's a rhythm. So you build that through the dynamics of what you're talking about. You can't be talking about Valentine's when it's Christmas. You can't be talking about, <laughs> you know, you can't be doing things like that because they will be like, are you sure about why you're doing this? And then that question will now rotate back to you. And you're like, oh, that thing bounced back, you know? So you still have to bounce back and come back and do what you have to do to make it work. But still, you're, you've lost that first contact you know that trust which is hard to build and yeah. that's where people are like oh i wish i didn't do that sometimes you it's different and you think about <laughs> this just came to my mind right now <laughs> when you think about creating like business personality characteristics people have personality at the same time you have to think about that persistence and that persistence takes time, like you said, which is Pinterest, you know, that persistence is always being in their face saying, hey, 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 it takes about seven, you know, impressions, 12 impressions to make one conversion. And you're like, if you multiply that by the number of people you're talking to, that's possible. But at the same time, you could be on the completely opposite side because there is no interaction and that takes a lot of time. And the third one is permission. So you think about it like, oh, okay, this person knows me, trusts me to the point where they like me enough to do something about what I'm saying, then, okay, we can talk. But that takes a while before that happens because, hey, yeah. don't talk to strangers. How many strangers do you have online <laughs> that you want to put in context? It's not, if you think like that, you're now breaking a whole potential of people you don't know that have talent just like you, better than you. You know, people that you can actually learn from or just be like, and then you never know. So it's just different. So you think about yeah. that. Yeah. You brought up a really great point, which is, uh, do they trust you? Do they like you? That no like and trust factor. So how do you, you know, you, I guess when you're thinking about how fast you want to build your audience, you have to think about how can I expedite this? And if the client or if you personally, if you're building your brand, is comfortable doing video and audio, it's such a great way to actually expedite that, that being a stranger to being a, a friend or a colleague or a, a having a um, service or product-based relationship yeah. with that person. And I see with you, you leverage both of those things. So what are your thoughts about video and audio for promoting products and services and brands i think it's the first step to personality which is the first liking you or knowing you in the first place because there's interaction going on and if i meet you for the first time and i don't like you chances are i'm not gonna like you the second time you know so, <laughs> so it's just logic so you think about it and you're like whoa let me slow down <laughs> You know, but also you have to be like, okay, let me see what we can do here and build and understand and get some bare minimum value that is it one day you may help me, I may help you. You never know. You know, you might just be my angel. You might be someone that you're building, but at the same time, you don't know that that's a friend, that's a, that's a relative, that's a cousin somewhere, that's a business associate, that's a, 
you know a, a friend you know so you you think about those things you're like whoa you're actually trying to help someone that probably would use this to help something that is a, is beneficial to you in the end so it's it's a long game a <laughs> very long game yeah, it's a relationship that's what it is and speaking of relationship you just brought up a completely new that's why i laughed the first time <laughs> so when you think about this yeah and i want you to actually i didn't get a chance to speak in that clubhouse room but i definitely it was really something that was r- random because i you know on clubhouse you have different um, um rooms i usually go to the business rooms understanding you know understanding just growing, listening to different people's experiences, and it's so valuable. Then this one evening, <laughs> I was like, okay, let me just open, and it was random because there was a time I wasn't on Clubhouse for a while. So I was like, this is exhausting. <laughs> let me just sit back. But at the same time, I was like, wait a minute, let me come back and you know experience. But now it's balanced because now I know that before it was like ping, 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 ping but now <laughs> now it's different so i joined and i saw and i was listening and there was even people that you know you can relate to and it's a very mature conversation and people were like this was a question and i asked it also on my instagram and it was really interesting to see because i was wondering like how people think like this and what your take would be on it just because people are also going to think about it too when they're building their relationships with people personally you know and you know in relationships from the outside so there's business and there's pleasure but at the same time there's that connection and there's a way you have to think about it and pleasure could mean benefits in a business corporately or it could mean benefits with your you know relationship partner that is growing something that's you know sustainable so it's very like twisted (laughs) so (laughs) you have to think about how you're expressing it so that it it fits the right context and it's really deep so what would you say in this question because it was posed out in the clubhouse room about like if you are sexually active would you be more productive or less productive oh this is a good question i guess it all depends and and for me i think it's it's it depends on what your focus is yeah because and how uh, your uh, awareness of the fact that sex could be utilized as a manifestation tool so that's like another aspect of it. So I guess I'll, I'll speak in this in two ways. Okay. So the first thing is that when you, if you're thinking about sex, is that something that you're obsessing about? You know, like you, you're successful in business, but you're obsessed with sex. Is it is it distracting you from the goal that you're trying to achieve? So in that case, maybe it's not as productive. However, if you have very clear goals that you're looking to achieve, and you understand that sex, the energy of sex could actually motivate you and can be used for manifestation, like in the in the sense of like visualization. And I'll, I'll get to that part soon. Yeah. And it could be productive. So what I mean is that, think about it. When you come, right? Yeah. It's the most powerful, uh, the most powerful like bodily and like mental experience that you can have. Yeah. And the universe is all about vibration. And if you're vibrating at a high level, and I'm not talking about vibrators, I'm talking about you guys. <laughs> please note, <laughs> disclaimer, please. <laughs> Where's the <Okay>. bell? <laughs> Where are we bringing this conversation? Okay. Yeah. It's still very related. And this is, this is all about achieving your dreams and goals and 
business success and all that yeah so okay so if you're vibrating at a high level we're talking about high vibes right then you're going to be able to manifest more so when you're coming you need to visualize and think about your goal do you want millions of dollars you want to have a beautiful home that car or whatever you want because that's the moment where you'll be able to uh, tell the universe at the strongest possible um, expression that you want that you don't have to scream your dream you just have to visualize it while you're coming that's a very much more productive way to utilize that experience instead of just being in that moment how does someone even start um, <laughs> no, I mean, not in the literal sense. <laughs> I mean, like, in the, the whole mental capacity to just be mature it enough. Takes, to, it takes time. Practice. Yeah, practice. So what some people, you know, one, if you're not someone who could, like, easily just change what's in your mind when you're, like, coming and closing your eyes. Yeah. Put something on the ceiling or on the wall, like a, something you can look at while you're coming. So you're having this powerful experience. You're looking at that bag of money or whatever it is on the wall. I don't know what... what You know, people are going to take your advice. (laughs) People are going to take your advice. with. (laughs) 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 Yeah, this is very... Because I love this conversation because sometimes people are like... But I'm like, hey, yo, listen, this is real talk. So, yeah, please proceed. If they have... Go ahead. Yeah, because this this energy, right? That yeah. Kundalini energy, you're like, you know, goes through all of your chakras, right? It's like flowing through you. You're looking at this thing that's in front of you, a symbol. Your or you're, if you're more um, more of like a thinker, like analytical person, maybe you just think about, have a thought, or like something. Yeah. I, I know it could be very hard. You have to practice it, but it's it's powerful. That's all. I, that's all. I'll say it's powerful. And if you do that over and over and over again. And on top of that, you don't even, one of my business partners, Robert Zink, um, he, he teaches about this. You know, if you're not able, like, let's say you and your partner are like busy, you can't always have sex, do it on your own. Do it when you're like, you know, pleasuring yourself. If you think about it like that, do you, do you have, cause now this, that's a whole different conversation. That just like throws the ball left because now. <laughs> I can't believe you asked that, but I'm going to have yeah because it's great that (laughs) wow because now you think about it you're like whoa how do you really think about stuff like this because that's why some people have vibrators like you said because hey i don't have somebody you know so it's it could be anything so now it's a whole decision on who's the relationship you're building with how you're building that relationship is it supposed to be there in the first place and then you can make that decision, but sometimes people don't know because it's just too good. So you just get confused in the process. So some people don't think straight and some people do. So how do you balance that in making sure that even when you like when you come or when you're very into that moment, you're really thinking that, hey, this is this is what I want and this is how I want it. So how do you how do you give them that step by step module? Okay. Yeah. So that step by step is that even before this whole you plan to start doing this, get clear about what's important to you, your values. So for me, I'm very clear about my, what my values are. They're expansion, empowerment, connection, communication. That's what I focus on all the time. So 
if what I'm doing or what I'm engaging in doesn't relate to any of those things, I'm not going to do it or, or I'm not going to be happy doing it.、Mm. So there's that. And then you think about, like, well, is this partner that I have, do they, maybe they don't have to have the same values as me, but do they align with those values? Do they, do they support the fact that I have those values? They can, do they contribute in some other way? And then、um, I would say, even if, even if this is about a relationship and who you're going to be doing things with,、um, also think about like, where am I at in my life? Like, am I happy?、Uh, what would I like to be doing? And、um, you know, for some people, they don't know what their goal is, they don't know what they want. You could use coming as your opportunity to get your, the right goal. Think about the fact like, oh, that you want to have like, the best life, whatever that looks like. like. It doesn't have to be so specific if you're not clear, but I think it's important for people to get clear about themselves first. Like, what's important?、Mm. That draws a lot of attention to even experience, like you said, because if two people are actually connecting, there's that energy, and that energy、yeah. is really intense when they're not connecting. They are, but it's like, Why is it not working? Why is it not connecting? And you, confu- and、yeah. you get confused, and it's like it's either you're not letting go or you're just letting yourself into something that you really don't understand. And then there's this whole nest wall barricade, and there's this blockage that's just not friendly. So、yeah. it's like now, how do I get myself out of this rabbit hole and、mm-hmm. be more in this foresight of like, okay, maybe I can really. You know, come back here and really build a foundation with this mess, like <laughs> whatever came up. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I guess you bring up a good point because sometimes you're, you know, you're having an intimate,、uh, intimate relationship with someone who you're not sure about or you feel insecure. Or, I mean, maybe that could be the thing you focus on. When you're coming, yeah, <laughs> you know, like getting clarity or、True. finding the right person, <laughs> True, that's why when there's when people like make they argue and everything, and then they make up, it's like crazy because it's like, I know. you know, and you wonder、yeah. why is it happening, and it's like, hello, <laughs> you're like, forget about everything, you just like focus on the moment, <laughs> exactly. That's why it's important to have goals and know what your values are, but I get it, it's hard. The, the whole breakup to makeup、um, thing, you know, because there's so much uncertainty in our relationship in general. You know, things can, from one moment to the next, we're all, our, you know, our energy is impacted by our own environment. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm dating somebody and they're out in the world doing their thing and I'm out in the world doing my thing and we come together, like, I don't know what's going on for that person. I only know about when we're together. So when people are, Upset or treat me wrong, and I'm like, you don't know what's going on with them. And I'm not saying that there's ever an excuse for treating someone badly, but there's so many factors to a relationship.、Mm, that's a strong point you just brought up because now, when you think about that moment, but you still think about the after effects or the thought process, how does someone heal from that or understand that、yeah. this is new and this should not be averaged or valued in a different way? Mentality because that comes a lot、yeah. too with that whole ego and that whole ugh, it, it, it goes、yeah. it goes crazy. Expectation, yeah, you know, 
it. So it's so easy to have expectations of the person you're in a relationship with, whether it's just you're seeing each other or in a long-term relationship. It's always something you have to check yourself on, because ultimately, at the end of the day, who are we responsible for? Ourselves first.、Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't believe. You know, people say that others can't change. I don't believe that. You know, I've seen people grow and change over time. But I think that if you're in a growing a relationship with somebody, you have to like look at yourself and how. That's your level of compassion. Your level of like being clear about what your expectations are. That communication is everything. Yeah, it's it's deep. And then sometimes you also think that the reason why this person is probably not focusing is because this relationship is taking them back. Mm-hmm. Or this relationship is so good that we are taking flights every three months because we deserve this treatment, you know. So you、yeah. you ask yourself, am I trying to fly out or am I trying to stay in? You know what?、Uh-oh. You know,、nice. yeah. So it, it it takes a lot. And even I'm、um, shout out to another amazing friend of mine. She's also an amazing traveler. She's a world traveler.、Um, I featured her on the podcast and I also met on Clubhouse. Her name is Sally. And she talks so much about traveling advice and solo trips and how you can be able to build that connection. And it it was so deep to the point where it got to the point where I was like, whoa, this is actually a conversation somebody needs to understand within themselves that when they're building relationships, how do they connect with the real thing when they are out there? Because there was an article she put out. It was just a random one, and she was saying that people, and according to what people are saying in the study, it's like people would. Would ditch sex for traveling right now, because <laughs> think, I think about that. Yeah, actually, actually, I would. <laughs> I, that's like that's what I miss the most right now. Right, you see. So you think about it, you're like, wow. So if I was in this other location doing the same thing, then it will completely change the narrative because there's something that actually connects me to being there. And and why、wow. we're going back? So it, it's it's different. That's deep.、Hmm. Yeah. Okay, what's the next subject? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, this is like a brainstorming session that it has, you know. And I like this because that's whole. That's where the the connection and the personality and the message for what you do comes out. Because some people just get stuck, and it's that whole thing. And you're like, hmm. I don't think I want to be here, and then you feel bad or you feel good. You don't know how to feel. You get confused, and then you mess it up, and then you bring it back. Sometimes you're like, "Damn, I could have probably been with this girl. I'd have probably been this guy. Probably this, this." Like every girl and guy, they're just talking with whatever they're trying to say, and you're like, "Whoa, why is there a clash?" It's like a room full of two, you know, people, and you're like, "Wow, this is really interesting. How are you able to solve this?" Logically, without being controlling or without being conniving, and that's also another thing that's like, ah,、uh, you can't really choose. Yeah, I think, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna start following your lead and give shoutouts too. So、Go、I want to give a shoutout to Kim Lee. <laughs> Yay! Kim Lee Healer, she's a heart healer. Yeah. Um, I learned something from her that was really profound, and she was talking about how oftentimes people associate love with worry. So if you think、hmm. about it, when we get insecure, it's because we're worried about something, right? We're worried they're going to cheat on us. They don't care, or we're worried something's going to happen. But what she said is that that's not love. Love is unconditional, and you have to love from your heart, right? So 
what I've been thinking a lot ever since she said this, like, what does that really mean to like, to love from my heart, not just my boyfriend or, you know, yeah. not for everybody, right? Like, what does that mean? Does it mean that I should be less judgmental? I should be more open-minded, be more present. Mm. Um, and so many times, if you think about the relationship dynamic uh, between men and women, there's some arguments that happen and they're usually based on a worry. You know, they get upset because they're worried about something happening, happening, right? Yeah. So when she said that, it makes so much sense. And how about if we, as like people who are thinking about being in relationships or already in relationships, how about if we thought about our relationship to that? Like, how much do we worry, and why do we worry? Mm. Um, and is that is that causing more stress on our relationship or our dating life than it really should? I think that becomes the whole point of being so secure or personal or being emotionally attached without having a reason to be in control of your emotion. That's what I feel. And it's it's hard because some people just can't, they can't hold a conversation outside, they can't hold a conversation inside. So it's not the conversation that's a problem, it's what you're bringing out of the conversation. So it now changes the whole paradigm shift of where you mentally, where you emotionally, where you physically where you spiritually so that you can really sit down and be like yeah i need to check myself a little bit before i make another move because this conversation is getting so deep because it also relates to people's life trauma like even yeah. before the relationships even happen mm-hmm. yeah like for you <laughs> for you and i can also like you know put in a few things too but like when you think about it like that for you understanding that did that take time to understand or did you have to like literally call a last straw on something and said if i really need to check myself right now it has to be at this moment or not i'm just gonna go right back and forth and that happened so where do you fall in and how did that take time if it was quick enough or it was slow but progressive um i'll say slow but progressive like very slow um because I am a person who's always been committed to personal development. So I read a lot. I take all these courses. I hire healers and, you know, like all, all the modalities I try. Right? Yeah. And I feel like I always get insights and more learnings about myself because of that. But at the same time, the, the, the subconscious is so, I don't want to say sneaky, but like <laughs> you, can't, you don't know what you don't know. You know, mm-hmm. so like I'll give you an example. Like I've been in a relationship for 12 years now and we've had an awesome relationship however i know that there were times like certain years in our relationship was where i was very insecure and you know i i wasn't uh like i was you know if he is my uh my boyfriend's a musician you know that Mm. musician life yeah busy you're focused on your art right yeah and i i always knew like there was trust that was present but for me i had to really determine if I don't hear back from someone right away or if they say they're working on a mix or something and don't want to go get lunch or hang out, like that doesn't mean nothing about me. It means that some the other person is committed to what they're doing and they have this bigger vision that probably can, can benefit the both of us. You know? yeah. But when I was in a state of insecurity, I couldn't see it that way because maybe I was like putting some sort of other meaning to that. Like, you know, 
certain level of communication or certain level of like someone wanting to spend time and drop everything to spend time like i meant that means something versus yeah versus not so and it took me uh it took me a long time to really get over that and what it was what it took is me actually following all of my passions and understanding what it is that i want not in our relationship but in my life if i think about that time of my life where i was like that i didn't have a as clear of a picture of where i wanted to be in my career and my life in general as i do now Mm. and my relationship is completely different because i'm not tripping off of all that other stuff i was tripping off of i'm actually doing my business and connecting with people and collaborating and doing all these things i really enjoy yeah so as a result when my boyfriend and i come together and we're hanging out it's fun it's like hey i haven't seen you like we haven't connected for a while let's like have fun and you know i'm like i don't i'm just focused on that and i i don't have to worry about anything else and i i don't think i could have gotten there without actually figuring out what i want you know earlier i talked about values that was really the turning point for me when i figure out what my values were that's when everything started to open up my relationships with people got better my relationships with my boyfriend my business everything started to thrive and i i couldn't have envisioned that happening i'm, I'm really thankful that it did though mm that's a beautiful point you mentioned there because it's kind of like the same thing that happened to me that now that you know i'm really really in a an amazing relationship now that is 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 like it's it's like wow god this is thank you <laughs> this is this is really good because you don't know how when why but sometimes you just have to trust the process and sometimes you don't know when it's coming so and it's when you least expect it really and you know it just happened and now you know she's my fiance and it, it's it's beautiful and we can be able to communicate we grow questions you know thinking about how you're able to just be that person of influence but also show that kind of servant leadership that still serves you yeah. back which takes time like you said trust i'm not gonna listen to you if i don't know you like <laughs> you know there's that first hand natural like don't talk to me don't talk to me but it's like at the same time okay what do you have to say okay i relate with that okay let's have a conversation okay that's nice oh i like that and before you know it you're you're very much now in conversation without being repelling of what you just ha- happened to be in 15 seconds before that happened yeah totally and i you know i another thing i've gotten over time is that when both people in the relationship have different things going on there's so much more that you can generate together so and i don't think there's anything wrong with couples that spend every day together like that's if that's what you like in your relationship that's great however for couples who are entrepreneurs and have different you know different lifestyles or they you know but still complement each other when they come together the the what i appreciate most about having kind of like these independent lifestyles and then coming together is you get to learn about things that, that you would never have learned about if you're spending every single moment together like i i get a lot of insights about a podcast that I was listening to and then i share about that and all of a sudden we're creating this new conversation or an experience that they had and um how they dealt with it and how i would have dealt with it like there's more of a cipher going on when yeah. two people have different different experiences and then you come together 
Mm, that's a great point you mentioned because now it's about story and less about intentful thinking of this is what I'm looking for. Because sometimes yeah. people come to you like, I know what I want here and I'm going to ask it because I need it rather than what don't I know that I could add to what I think I could use to build myself and then I can add value to that person who's also in need of something that may never tell you. But because of your approach, he probably now put on his own safeguard like, I don't know that you, <laughs> you know. So you think about those three things and they keep playing around and you're like, I don't trust you now to tell you this, but I know you enough. You know, when I know you now, it's like, oh, okay, I know that you can do this. So let me help you with this. You know, I like you enough to say, okay, let's have coffee. You know, you know, things that are very human, very just basic, yeah. like when we're not even, we should not even make it so complex. But it's also at the same time that person to think for themselves that, hey, do I want to be here or not? And when you think about that, you really save yourself time, which is something you can't give yourself back. So you just have to be like, yeah, you know, most people, you know, most people who read, they know that, you know, you are who you spend your five, (laughs) five friends with, you know, five experiences with five five hours with you know what are you doing in those times that you're in those societies of you know modalities you know think about it and it's also an amazing thing to have been mentioned before we even close this amazing session because there's so much that we can talk about and i was thinking i was even thinking in terms of everything going on especially for entrepreneurs and i really want to hear you because you talked about healing you talked about mental health and you talked about growth and this is something i've been thinking about and it actually works but i also don't know to what extent in terms of the whole science of it is how do you think entrepreneurs should take their mental health also when it comes to clients clientele even small business owners whoever wherever you're working and at the same time think about your therapeutic benefits traveling reading a book playing with your you know your friends your your newborn your family you know, going back, you know, spending time with yourself, with your lover, and at the same time, thinking about the fact that you want to actually build something when you come back to it. So, what would you say about that? Uh, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I love to say and tell people who um, maybe are new to entrepreneurship or don't have as much experience with thinking about it is that entrepreneurship is a self uh, development and spiritual journey 100% because there's so many things that your um, that all of your inner conflicts and all of the things that could potentially block you come mm. up because there's cash flow issues there's insecurity about you know a lot of people experience imposter syndrome there's all these different things that come up that wouldn't come up if you had a a nine to five very structured job where you're told what to do so there's a lot of um, self-led development that's necessary as an entrepreneur which makes it extra important to say all to do all the things that you mentioned to read to have self-care to meditate and to spend time with your friends, family, and loved ones that figure out how you can balance all of these things so at the end of the day you're still happy. Mm-hmm. Because throughout a throughout the entrepreneurial journey, it's never um, you know, you, you know how they you see those charts where like um, 
entrepreneurship is not like this. It's not like a linear journey. It's like up and down, and it's like crazy. Yeah, and it's something you have to navigate. It's different for everybody. Even though we have all these different PDFs and eBooks that we can download, like it's never going to to a hundred percent address our own journey. Um, so. The only way to really be successful as an entrepreneur is to be up for it, and to be willing to be scared, to be willing to have financial issues at some point, to be willing to charge an amount of money that you're uncomfortable with, because those are the things that are going to keep you up leveling it. And I think it's beautiful. You know, I always get so excited when people say they quit their job so they can start their own business. Because what it means is that you can tap into your own personal unlimited potential if you're up for the challenge.、Mm. If you're up for not only doing it on your own, but you know, gaining the skills and resources and the I guess the community, like the mentorship and all that, so that you can thrive. Yeah, it's it's biggest challenge in the world, and I totally commend everyone that would like to do it. I I encourage them to do it. That's amazing. That's a beautiful statement. It just closes out properly, and and there's a bonus to this, which is also why I also brought up the question because I was like, I really want to know because massage therapy is needed, but at the same time, imagining doing that with your partner, or imagine doing that, you know, by yourself or with your girlfriends or whatever, you know, it's it's an experience, and at the same time, you think about it and. Would you think entrepreneurs should also think about those things because that also affects the physical? Sometimes you may be too、yeah. stiff, you may not even be thinking straight, you sleep bad, you know, stress, you know. So how do you how do you take that? That's that's why I asked first. <laughs> Thank you. I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately because there's so many scientific studies that talk about how emotions get locked in different places of your body. Like、especially in like the upper back, the lower back, the hips, you know, places where we're usually very sedentary or like we kind of like tense up.、Mm-hmm. So massage therapy, chiropractic,、uh, there's other practices like TRE, which is、um, trauma release therapy. What else is there?、Um, tapping. There's all these different physical things that you can do to release、um, different type. I guess. I guess clear. I don't want to say clear chakras because that's something else. But you know, like to just make your physical experience really align with your mind. Yeah. And the I think what's most important for people is they should see what their comfort level is. I know some people don't like massage, even if it's from their partner, because they have like physical like trauma or like sexual trauma on being touched. But at least try. I think people should at least try something because. They say like that mind body spirit alignment. Like if your body is not,、um, you know, comfortable, and if those emotions from way back in the past are just stuck there, they're going to stop you at some point. You know, the body doesn't lie. Like lately, I've been being very intentional about listening to my body, meaning understanding where I'm in pain.、Mm. A lot of times, I'm just like go go go, and maybe I'll get a chiropractic adjustment or a massage sometimes, but. Lately, something my intuition has been telling me: wake up in the morning, and if something's in a pain, what is it like?、Uh, yesterday, I woke up and like my、uh, right breast, like not on the side, was like hurting. I'm like, oh, that's weird. That's never hurt before. Like,、mm. what's that about? And like, 
I don't know what it's about. I mean, I'm sure I could look it up on the internet, but just knowing what's going on yeah, and stretching or doing something to try to alleviate that, I, I feel like for me, I mean, I'm 40 now, so... I mean, I don't, I don't like to say, oh, I'm getting old, uh, that's why I'm in pain, but I feel like maybe there's things that are not addressed from p- the past yeah. that were just locked in my body and are ready to, to show themselves because I'm ready to deal with it. I'm a lot older. Mm. Mm. That make, and that comes with experience. Yeah. That comes with experience, that comes with time, that comes with patience and and building so yeah i would definitely suggest people should have more massages have more meaningful relationships and most definitely have more sex you know just be <laughs> be think and, of and have a campaign for your marketing <laughs> and your online presence exactly those are the keys to success those are your keywords <laughs> oh wow this is amazing thank you so much i really appreciate you for being here i hope people can really understand what being in a presence means either online or being in person or in a meeting or in a stadium what it means to you thank you so much you're welcome you're welcome anytime anytime anywhere you're gonna be here we're gonna bring you again definitely i'm even be thinking about something before we go that it's it will be like a a virtual kind of conference or meeting yeah. that like we can work with different people because I'm this series I is would love that. yeah. Let's continue this conversation on my YouTube channel as well because I'm gonna start doing doing some lives or something on there soon. I like that definitely. Let's do that. Awesome. Thank you so much and have a wonderful weekend.